<laughs> Good evening, uh, Mr. Dennis, sir. Well, hello, Sir Eric, the knighted one with the shiny forehead. So good to see you. Yes. Or hear from you. Well, I I can barely well, see you because. Uh, I know it's it's but it's my new spot. It's out of the way. It's cool, and except for the fact that I'm like an anonymous donor of some kind. Yeah. So they like a, a your family put you in the podcasting uh, closet. So I'm in my bedroom, which is cool. Uh, so when I shut off the fans, it's. Uh, uh, still, uh, you know, workable for me. Not that you care the conditions under which I labor. I, I I'm can't, sure you I yourself are. Uh, I mean, today it's cool enough so no. that I can wear clothing for the podcast. Well, that's an improvement. I'd never want to see your upper body again. It's uh, the sight of the sight of your uh, hairless nipples is more than any man should have to endure for an hour. Wait, it's, so so you prefer hairy nipples? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be a good screen name. I actually my name is Harry I Nipples. Actually, to be honest, for for any nipples other than yours, so, Harry or not Harry, my point is about yours. I don't want to see them again. So you can go where you want with my hopes and desires, but I'm making clear. I hope and I desire I never see your fucking nipples again. I don't I don't need that image. I got enough crowding my spooky little skull as it is without these creepy images of you and and you and I both know you're probably completely nude and don't want to admit it as much said so yeah I mean God yeah I knew this was going to be so remarkably deviant I don't know that I would have signed up and please welcome to the stage Harry Nipples Harry Harry oh Harry where have you been I've missed you. It's been kind of barren without you. The president's son is named Baron. What do you know about him? There's all this stuff that acts like he's weird somehow, but the only thing I've ever seen weird about him is he's got like a goose step when he walks. He looks like John Cleason, the uh, Monty Python, uh, you know, yeah, funny the, the, walk. The sketch of people yeah. that walk. Yeah, yeah. This is news to me. I know nothing about well, most well, of the can, president's children. You, can, you, because... can, you obviously can link on to uh, Monty Python's skit, but you can also Google, I'm sure, and post in the show notes, a short video of Baron Trump goose-stepping from an airplane to the terminal. Yeah. And it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, I know I can tell your board is is, is tears about this, but no, please, I, I'll tell you. I, I want to watch the video right it's, now. It's so well, you you look so like the, you're gonna puke. The the president's offspring walks funny. That's that's, that's news. Step. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, I thought you'd be interested because you have behind you on your office wall a picture of Baron Trump. So I thought you might be interested. So that's my. Look, leave my little shrine out of out of the conversation. That's my the little, are my little temple. The candle, the red votive candles that you probably stole from the local uh, Spanish Catholic church, which is, I mean, how many churches are in your town? How many Catholic churches are in your town? It's Catholic community, right? My town is little, and we have... One real church. There's only uh, 
there we have we actually have two churches. One is a medieval church from uh, many years ago, but and our priest goes and gives a mass quickly at the medieval church, and then races over to do the church do the mass at the at the brick uh, church that we have. So, I guess two is the answer, but we only have one priest. What kind of car does What kind of car does he drive? I have the answer to that. He drives a Honda Civic Coupe. Huh. He needs like a, a, a you know like a beefier car for this trip. Yeah. Like a and like a muscle car. There's a funny story. There's a funny story about about the the, the local priest's uh, parking place, which I will divulge now. They, they when they went when they when they painted the lines uh, by the little parking lines by the church. Um, they they painted a a handicap spot very close to the to the closest entrance to the church, but then they painted and I don't think this is legit Spanish law, uh, but they painted a separate yellow uh, spot with a with a cross in it that is the priest's spot to park, and the priest. <laughs> I spot, doubt that it's state sanctioned. Well, hold on. Well, Spain is not a state and church uh, separated entity by any means, but ah. uh, but. The priest's parking spot is closer than the handicap spot, oh, <laughs> which I thought that's was not I, I thought was just was just so bad politics. So 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 juicy. So I took a picture of it and I posted it on the Facebook group of the of the of the town, <laughs> and people went ape <laughs> shit. They, oh no! They 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 were like, how it went viral? Yeah, well, viral within the in the, in the local town, but it was it was like. You know all the reasonable people of you know how dare the you know Jesus would have for sure put the handicap spot closer to the church. Did they know? Do they all know who you are? And does the priest know who you are? Uh, I don't think so. I have not a, a couple of people that are. Do they know your first name? Uh, if it's on the Facebooks, yeah. But but I have the only thing I've ever heard about that is from other people that I actually know that are like my friends. I have never heard. I've never had someone come up to me and be like, "Hey, what the hell?" But on the other hand, it's not like I'm wrong, right? It's well, right. I mean, which is but the priest is often is true, the but... one who's going to go after you. Yeah, but the priest is going to go after you. It'll well, be like a little crusade, just similar in that the end of it being death of the enemy of the church would be you, and so he could feel justified in killing you off as a as an enemy of the church, right? Um, that seems reasonable. As, a, as, as, as in the Crusades. That, that seems totally Just, reasonable. Uh, it, however, that was a year or two ago, and he did give my daughter First Communion. So either he doesn't he know did, it was did, me. or He didn't hold her under the water during the ceremony? He didn't I'm, hold your daughter under the water? No, that's that's a different ceremony, uh, as, I, as I recall. And her little, no, her little wafer no, wasn't... You're not... You're, <laughs> You're not up to date. What they do now is they recreate the baptism at every event so you don't forget. And the older the child is, the longer they hold his or her head underwater until they basically are gulping, uh, you know, the name right. of the Savior to, you know, help them from what essentially is Catholic water torture. But Didn't, it's a new thing. I, sw- I swear previously on this program we've mentioned waterboarding babies in this in, <laughs> in this context. In this context. I, 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 I well, two things. I don't know number if that was one, about collecting the tears, I, I, but uh, number one, number one, I've never listened to our podcast, and number two, 
I never remember what we talk about, so I'm pretty much blissfully ignorant. You remind me sometimes, but otherwise I don't. It's not a, like I said, my, my spooky little skull is small and crammed with things that I have to know, and there's barely enough room in there for that with other images, such as your hairless chest, which is now back in there. It wasn't in there since I had to raise it again. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have mentioned it, but now I did. Now it's back, but certainly these ridiculous podcasts are not anything that I would care to memorialize or codify in no. my fucking brain bank. So how's your house doing? You doing anything new on the house? I don't want to fuck. I don't want to talk about it. It's just ridiculous. Okay. So the, the, the carpenter ants, the carpenter ants. Wait, you have, you hired ants? Well, with little. To build your house? Little tiny little hammers? tool bags that go around their waist. The cutest little things. They, they make them out of uh, woven grass. I think it's called an abdomen. And there's little ant little ant tools in there, with the carpenter ants. But you know from previous discussions that uh, we've talked about insect mania. Now, I mentioned, I, I, first of all, I mentioned that I had red ants, not carpenter ants. And I think you may have asked what the difference was, showing your uh, ignorance of all things insectal. Although it was your factoid. It sounds kind of racist. That for every one of us. Factoid? <laughs> no. No. Factoid? Naming the naming the Factoid color of the ants. Sounds true. No. Oh. oh. Yes. There were, oh. It turns it's, out we, we call them red ants, not not the Seminoles. Okay. We call them red ants. You know. You know. Not the Braves. Um. And and you know and you know. They're black ants. They're not like you know treme ants. Okay. Or whatever. That's... But anyway. They apparently have a mating season that's later than the red ants, as black ants would do, if you know anything about black ant culture. Wow. Um, and so they sprouted the females, the, the bitches sprouted wings, and they're all over the place outside. The difference is, is that a little red ant, that's a little red ant, a little red flying ant. These are big ants. Mm -hmm. This is an ant that like, hits you in the forehead, you'll stagger. I mean, you're like, oh, wow. ooh, what, what was that? Was that? A small helicopter or, or whatever. These are big. Uh -huh. And and unlike the red ants, when you crunch them under your work boot, you can actually hear them crunch. As opposed to the red ant, you imagine the crunching of their little limbs and their head and their, their torso crunching off. Mm -hmm. But with the big uh, carpenter ants, you can actually hear it. Wow. And the, each of the independent, each of the separate parts of the black, black ant lives on momentarily after the squish, requiring a triple and a quadruple squish to get the parts again. And the grinding of the boot is one of the more oh, rewarding feelings that I have relative to my new house. So that's how it's, that's how we're going. That's how it's going to answer your question. So you just step on the, on, on, on the little poor ants. That's it. Did, no, you, did not, you know? They're not poor. They're rich. Okay. Did, they're rich. They're robust. They live in a colony. They thrive. They eat my food. They live in my house. Fucking little vagrants. Carpenter, I mean, my ass. They don't. They, they just eat wood. They don't build anything. It's like they take the little tool belts, the woven little tool belts, and say, hey, let's construct a little ant wall. Since we ate it down, it's gone. Let's build a new one. No. Are they taking you your... You got the wrong impression. Are they taking our jobs? I mean, this... I'll take yours. <laughs> they could get yours. <laughs> Whatever it is the hell you do, I'm sure a little carpenter ant could handle it. Probably, they could probably 
outwork you two to one, a little ant. They've carried, you know, like 100 times their weight. You need to put that in the show notes, the the, uh, the weight of the yes. ant they can carry. Yes. It would be you. You would, If it were you and you were an ant, right? Yeah. Turns out that physics doesn't work that you way. Care? Yeah. The, um, oh, it does too. No, it doesn't. It does too. Where'd the, you um, go to school? <sighs> Did you know that the... That the the day when all the ants are flying, like there's there's only one 24 hour period. Somehow they calculate it based on the temperature uh, and the weather. Like th- there's really they don't they don't actually calculate it. It just happens to them. Well, I mean calculate they, they're it's not, not a plan. They're not doing math with their they're little like with their little carpenter pencil uh, and their little on the little clipboard. Yeah, no, but they're they they, they all know based on the environment, <laughs> much like. You know many things based on the environment. <laughs> that what? I don't know. Uh, you, you, you've gone into strange territory here. What do you mean? I do. You do. Well, why don't you talk about your own cocoon of environment where you I sprout know wings? Yes. After removing your shirt and drawing little black magic marker wings on the you know, your torso, I'm sure. Right. Because that's what I noticed when you your shirt off were little magic marker wings you drew like some freaking lunatic. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that people I don't, don't know. Are we in trouble? Are, are we in trouble with all this? Because you're off the deep end. Are you all right? Well, I mean, it, I'm it still here. I'm still here. I haven't... You I haven't... The, the point of the, of the flying ants is to go and start a new... Like to be a new queen somewhere, uh, new they, colonies, and cue up the Star Trek song. Boldly go where no man has gone before. That is what the female ants are about: is the Star Trekian to search for new worlds where colonies can be formed. That's what they do in short order. Hmm. Now imagine 1,000 flying female red ants all dispersed in a 24-hour period and flying just as fast as their wings can take them. And when they hit a tree and drop to the ground, boom, there's a colony. When they run and they... Well, boom, there's Dennis's boots to crunch crunch them several times. Boom. Well, if I don't get them. Right. If I don't get them. There's 1,000 of them. How many do I get? 10, 12. Well, Well, your boots are pretty big. they're, They're out. Yeah. You know what? You know what those boots are, are made for, though? They're not made for that. Stumping those on. Those boots are made for walking. And this is what they'll do. And then I say to the ants, one of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Nancy Sinatra. You know this, right? I, I know that song. You don't. Yes. I do know you that say song. yes. And you, I know that song. You don't know who Sinatra is. Do you even know who Frank Sinatra is? I know who Frank Sinatra is, yes. And what's his daughter's? And what's his son's name? But what happened to his son that was newsworthy? I don't know his whole biography. No, do you know? No, I'm testing the easy waters here. Frank Sinatra's son made the news in a big way. Why? You don't know this. I was not but, reading the news at that time. No. <laughs> well, you were probably eight. <laughs> you were that. probably eight years old. He was kidnapped and held for ransom. By whom? Me. Uh, this is a true crime, true crime, true, true, true crime podcast. Uh, 
<laughs> edit that out. True crime. <laughs> True crime oh, all the time. True crime. So you're, crime. so you're a you're a Sinatra kidnapper. Did did you give him back? Did, yeah. With a ransom. Well, I got caught. You got caught. I did. I did thirty years. I'm out. Well, thirty on a life sentence. I'm out. That's pretty good. I mean, well, you, yeah. hey, it was worth it. It was a blast. How, how did you get forty-eight hours? The best two days of my life. How'd you get caught? Did you uh, do something stupid? I can't or? remember. Uh, I can't remember. See, I, I'm questioning your your veracity. Your confession, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think your confession is yeah, dubious. I'm not confessing. It was in the news. It's, dubious it's confessions. Yeah, this wasn't dubious. <laughs> <laughs> dubious and like could... the Doobie Brothers the Doobie Brothers you know welcome to Doobie Brothers concert they're dubious it's not even a word dubious you're making it up you make up a lot of words you make up a lot of stuff you make up stuff that's not true you tell these vignettes these stories Shouldn't you're like be... I know they're not true you don't even live in Spain Doobie's confession you live in freaking Brooklyn it's just absurd you live in this Rundown apartment building in Brooklyn, right? That's, Spain. That's where the stuff you make up. That's where all the podcasters live, by the way. They're all in the same building. They're probably. all in. They're all in Brooklyn. Yeah, my... sharing a toilet, toilet, sharing a sink, sharing a toothbrush. That's that's very very common here in Brooklyn. That's yes. why. That's why you didn't have a shirt on. You loaned it to one of your other podcasters who it's was true. going video. It's true. Instead of audio, but but that's not what podcasts I don't know. are. So you know, whatever. Well, it's podcast with a view. It's a new Jenner podcast with a view. Podcast with a view. Well, we'll need uh, better lighting if we're going to publish a video. Just saying. I built a door to get under the crawl space. You couldn't get under the crawl space without the door. Well, it's either open. There's three choices. It's a wall. Yes. So the answer is no. Okay. It's open with nothing, so the answer is yes. Okay. Or it's a door, which is it all depends. Of course, ah, whether it's open or closed. That so, doors are. I opted it's clever door. technology. So, the the way that I want to build it is the two entrances, and one on either end of the house. And when one door closes, the other door opens. <laughs> so, if 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 a if a monster chases you under the house. And you close the door behind, and the monster's just there banging on the door. You have a way out with the other door. The other one opens. One door closes. The other one opens. That makes a lot of sense. then you escape. It's actually not hypothetical. It's happened. Um, well, I had, I had a monster, uh, so to speak, here. I think I was awake, but I was in and out of that crawl space. I woke up dirty, so I think it really happened, but... We don't need to get into that. I don't know. It's not. Don't worry about it. Okay. So. Okay. I, I don't. I. I think I was there. I think I was scrambling. I don't know why. I don't know why. I woke up dirty. I don't know why. So. <laughs> Have you heard of a TV show on HBO called Barry? Yes. I've watched it. You've seen several times. You've seen the the whole thing. The, yeah. There's two. There's two seasons. Not every episode. Not every episode. Not, not every episode, but but many. But several times. Five, six, probably. Yeah. 
It, it was pretty good. I, uh, I had one day when I, uh, when I didn't have any responsibility and I watched, I guess it took me two days to get through the whole two seasons, but, um, Oh my God. It, uh, what, what do you do for a living? Did you spend two whole, what was during your El Rodriguez? It's called the weekend, Dennis. El Rodriguez. Very, very, very good. Uh, yes, it was during that time. Uh, but, well, but so man, explain it. you're, I like TV shows where, where where stuff goes wrong and then it just keeps going wrong. And the premise, the yeah. premise is all crazy, all crazy. And the first, did you see the first several episodes? Where you saw it, you saw it all. I saw them all. Yeah, yeah. You, you watched the whole thing. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's got a little wacky towards the end, but hopefully, I don't even know if they're renewed for a for a third. But um, it, uh, I think they are. I think but they are. but man, uh, Bill Hader is. He's got some eyebrows, man. Well, you know, what's interesting about Bill Hader for me is that now that I know very clearly who he is, as opposed to before Barry knew kind of who he was um, because he's been increasingly prolific. But when you look at the body of his work, he plays some characters in movies that surprise me. One that he played in, he played a maniacal uh, um, victim of army LSD experiments. And, yeah, and it was in, um, does it go back, does he go back this far that it was in, um, when the, when the uh, what was the name of that? Oh, that was, no, it was before his time. The, the. The movie where the uh, the character is riding the missile. Jesus. Obliviate man. A Doctor Strangelove. Yes, Doctor Strangelove. That oh, was, that's way before his yeah, time. That was way before, way before his time. But there was some more modern version of that type of movie, Army's Gone Amok. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Mars Attacks. It wasn't Mars Attacks, but it was something like that. But there's Bill Hader in this character that is very, very funny. Very, very excellent. And I, I wouldn't have otherwise remembered it, uh, but saw it for the second or third time after I knew who he was. And his character in, in Barry is, like, he plays it the, so dark comedy. There's no... Uh, there are no punchlines. No, he's, he's not trying to be funny. He, in, in fact... It's not so much that he's funny, it's that the his predicaments are funny. Right. His predicaments are funny and how he reacts to them. And I heard an interview from him uh, recently. Terry Gross's interview of Bill Hader is remarkable. Okay. To get insights on Barry and, and, and other things. Very, very, very uh, excellent. She's, a, she's an amazing interviewer, and her. Uh, she's so prolific that I can't. Def- I don't have the time to subscribe to the podcast of the Fresh Air uh, NPR stuff, but uh, I will definitely link to that in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 019, because we're 19 years Ooh, old. Wait. Yeah. 90 years. Whoa. I don't know, man. Is this is this too late? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of it, but you seem to be too. <laughs> well... Well, seven seven thirty. Wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Number one, 
I'm not out of it. Uh-huh. Number number three. Number two to quote to quote Vice President Biden. Number two. Yeah. I'm not out of it. Uh-huh. The fact and to quote Joe Biden again. The fact of the matter is. The fact of the matter is. You were supposed to research that. I did. How many times in the Oh you did? I cut. I cut. A, there's a supercut on YouTube that I cut into that last episode where you talked about that, where he says the fact of the matter yeah. is, and the fact of the matter is, and the fact of the matter is, and the fact of the matter is. Uh, it was good, but that's only uh, for listeners. I have to look at. I have to look at those show notes one day. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I think you pretty much work hard to get them done. It's deeply appreciated. But back to the point, you're out of it, but you're usually out of it. I'm not out of it because I'm never out of it. Therefore, your whole premise. That there's something unusual because you're feeling out of it. Wrong. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. You roll your eyes. Nobody can see you. I can see you. I'll report to the listeners. Hmm. Rubbing of the face, rolling of the eyes, fidgeting in the chair, wishing for things to move on. And they won't. We're stuck on this, on you. On you. And what amounts to your lack of preparation. You're out of it because you didn't plan to be in it. You're either in it or you're out of it. It's a mindset. Let me let me ask you a quick question. Are you in it or are you out of it? I'm in it, sir. You you took too long to answer. You're not. Well let me try it again. Are you in it I'm in or it. are you out of it? Too long. <laughs> you're nowhere near quicker. Last time. In are it. you in it or are you <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's right. You learn. Only three times. You're like a, I mean, like a stubborn, stubborn little puppy, who needs three times to learn. The, the committee would would be interested in the analogy. It, it's not like I'm sure that it, it's not. It's not like the the national politics are at all fun this week. So, fuck. Uh, oh yeah, I know, I know. Just where, what, in God's name? More death, more destruction. It's. I don't know, man. There's nothing like it in my lifetime. So what, are, what what is your beverage of choice tonight, my man? I saw you. It looks like you're doing a little sipping whiskey. I am doing a little sipping whiskey. Because that's all that is available on the menu today. Just a little. Ah, very nice. Just a little shot. Imagine that. You have an amber in your hand. I went to another bar this evening and had met some relatives for dinner. And, and I said, well, uh, you have an amber beer on tap? And the waitress, uninformed hands me the menu and says, I don't know, uh, why don't you just take a look? It's fair enough. She should know, but right. she doesn't know. And I looked and I said, well, you have no ambers on tap, so that's one strike against you. So let me look at your canned beer. Oh, uh, no. No ambers in your canned beer. That's the second strike against you. Now let's look at your bottled beer, imports and domestic. Not a one amber. So here's a, rest- here's a bar restaurant that has uh, twenty beers. Not uh, one of them in amber. Why the anti-amber sentiment? I don't know. Are you just but, the only uh, freak in in town that that likes to drink it? And I'm I have a quotable quote you've heard before, which is every bar should have at least one amber beer because every bar is going to have at least one person who asks for an amber beer. And in the case, I went to this other place and I said I'll take a Smittix, and they're like, "Well, we're we we're, we're, we're and she started looking. I told the story last week, and I said, you're out, because I went back since then. And I said, I'll bet you you're out of it. And she said, well, uh, there's none in the cooler. Let me go out back. And I said, there's none out back. 
She went out back. She came and she said, apparently we don't have it. You know, I kind of think maybe she was trying to get rid of it. And I said, I wanted to say, you're so uninformed. How come I know what's going on in this bar and you don't? Mm-hmm. But what I said instead was, yes, she had it in for the amber. I told her what I'm about to tell you. You don't want it on tap. Fine. Keep a case in the cooler. Right. I will drink it all at whatever price you sell it. So it isn't that no one drinks it. I said, I drink it. Hmm. And uh, I ate and I said, if you want me to come back, bring back the Smittix. Just the, the amber hate in your community is appalling. Well, I, it's not it's not community based. It's more specific to these uh, these businesses. So when I go to the Irish pub, um, uh, Duffy's pub, which has been there since I think 1859, they would never consider not selling both uh, uh, draft Smittix mm-hmm. and I believe though I I don't order it because there's draft available bottled of Smittix mm-hmm. because it is after all the Irish amber ale, so an Irish establishment would certainly be expected to, to, to stock it. That very well may become the only place left in town that I, where I go. The Old Dog, they stopped serving it. I, the, they did put on a um, steamboat um, amber, mm-hmm. which in addition to the, uh, a la, uh, the, um, the fat tire they have, uh, means they have two, so that's respectable. The, the steamboat was, was, was decent. Yeah, the it's funny that you say that an Irish place is must have must have the amber because there's this bizarre phenomenon here in Spain where even small towns like mine will often have an Irish pub, and the by Irish pub what I mean is that they they have all the dark wood. And the look, and the, they copy what is a proper Irish pub in in Dublin, for example. But the owners aren't remotely Irish; they don't know anything about Ireland. And oftentimes, several times, I've gone in there and I'd be like, "Oh, you've got Guinness on tap," and they say, "No, that's just a decorative <laughs> tap. We we don't actually have Guinness because no one in Spain orders Guinness." Uh, so. It's just this this total cultural appropriation. It's it's like if two if if two American guys opened the you know and you know two Irish American guys opened a an Italian restaurant and they were called it you know right. Mamma Mia's or whatever and right, right. they were just like oh no we don't have actual we don't have we don't have good we don't have we have canned pasta no. we have canned uh, well, spaghetti I'll, sauce I'll have a I'll have a Jameson no no no, no. we don't. <laughs> We don't serve Irish uh, whiskey here. Yeah. No. Uh, Which is how about a tortilla? Right. It's it's such a a weird thing Bullshit. where they've just taken this this phenomenon and uh, you know tried to replicate it. Anyway, that's well, that's, for, that's a rant that uh, needed to come rather, out. Rather a rather uh, worthless marketing uh, endeavor, which would gain no uh, no no patriots. No nobody would be loyal to a place like that. Nobody would be there every day i mean they're not they just know i went in there one saint patrick's day when i was still naive to the whole this whole scam and i was like hey happy saint patrick's day and they were like uh what do you want do do you want a regular lager right and i was just uh okay Uh, how about a how about a dos equis right well we don't have mexican beer either but the the uh 
and like the current owner, it's like seven owners removed from whoever designed the place, right? So right. it's just, just to anyone, it's literally just a bar with some tables and a bar. And uh, they're and, and they're stuck with the dark wood and the alcovey, right? Uh, you know, sub basement, uh, musty, dark, uh, smoky, uh, blue collar effect. So yeah. what can they do? Short of a complete uh, redo, yeah, it's 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 painful to even think about it. And whereas I go down to Duffy's here, and there's another uh, Irish bar that opened up called um, uh, I hope I get this right, O'Malley's Whiskey Bar, and it's Irish uh, whiskey bar. So, and but is it is it Irish it has, themed? Like the owners aren't Irish, or are they? No, the, his name is O'Malley. He is, in fact, Irish, okay. and it's not so dark and smoky. What's astounding about it is is that this whiskey bar has an entire wall full of scotches and whiskeys that is the single most impressive collection for sale by the shot, by the drink of anywhere in the city. Uh, and I've been in there uh, uh, three times, twice alone, once with my, my wife, my wonderful partner, and in all three occasions there was never more than two other people in the place in fact in all three occasions for a period for a period of time i or who i was with were the only people in the place and they came later this last yesterday i went in and i ordered a smittix Mm -hmm. it's an irish bar and she said absolutely and i said oh i see on the menu because she had it of course i see on the menu another amber great lakes amber from michigan and I say, well, before I drink any of the Smittics, give me a taste of that Great Lakes. And she did. I took it to the light. It was way too blonde. Tasted it, and it was mild. Nothing remarkable. Mm-hmm. And then she and she drank it with me, drank a sip with me. And then, and then when I went to drink my Smittics, I just said, oh, my God, this is just so lovely. This is just everything this other little beer wasn't local yep. beer isn't you know and she said oh let me let me try it and then she took a snifter of it and, and tried it and we talked about smittix just she and i alone in the bar it was it was great uh little uh interlude or a vignette as you like to call your little your little stories so was there nobody in the bar because it was like 10 a.m or <laughs> well first of all it was 8 a.m but that's no excuse no actually it was happy hour Okay, and while I was there, uh, two couples came in uh, together. I think a force um, later in, in in the afternoon. But I'm talking to her about doing an, a monthly acoustic blues ensemble. But I'm I'm I, she didn't quite get this, but I'm kind of um, adamant that if they want me to manage this for them, they need to have a stand up piano and a stand up bass there, acoustic uh, old time piano, mm-hmm. upright piano. And a stand-up bass, but I don't know that they'll. I don't know that they'll do that because it's, you've got to rent it, um, and you got to have an audience I don't, too. No, you don't actually at all. No, you don't understand at all. No, no, no. If you play it, they will come. Okay. First, there was the music all right. and musicians, and if you build an evening around the music and musicians. You will first fill up with musicians and their loved ones, and then you'll secondly fill up with people who've come to witness that. 
So we talked about tiny offices in one of these episodes, and we shared a video. I think we shared a video. I shared a video with of, you, yeah. yeah. A, a, a woman singer. You can tell me her name if you can remember. Lizzo. Um, yes, remarkable. Remarkable. Apparently, but, a lot of my, apparently a lot of my friends that live in Minneapolis uh, know her, and uh, one of my friends who says that she's like goes out to the bars, and you can just bump into her uh, out in the bars, and she is she is exactly as she appears in that video, which I will link to yeah. in the show notes. Uh, but she was just uh, charisma overflowing. Yeah, I I love the I love the I love the clip. Um, my recommendation to this uh, O'Malley's whiskey bar is to do an acoustic night, and instead of having musicians come and kind of get in line, and a producer or an organizer who puts these different groups together, don't do that. Instead, whenever a musician shows up, acoustic, wherever they can sit, they play. And as we have three, four, eight, even ten musicians, they're sitting in different places in this rather small pub, mm -hmm. and they're playing together. And then it becomes what I've described it to her is that you'll appreciate is a tiny office esque acoustic blues night. Yes, for some interest. That that's uh, that actually very closely comports with my actual experiences in actual Irish pubs where uh, the musician the musicians don't necessarily have a stage they're just around the the place and, just, right. and playing together and uh, are you familiar with it with the Irish term crack <laughs> I've never done it but no it's this it's this term for uh, for this camaraderie uh, of Good, of good, happy feelings, um, and it's the it's what is aspired to when you go out to an Irish pub where there's music is you want to ah. partake of the crack, uh, but so to speak, so to speak. Um, the just for the audience that doesn't need to look this up, uh, the definition of crack according to Wikipedia. It's a term for news and gossip and fun and entertainment and enjoyable conversation, uh, particularly prominent in Ireland is the is the short huh. thing. But it's 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 what you want when you go out to a bar is to uh, to have this sense of camaraderie and conversation and fun and happiness. It, uh, That's but, great. But so what you, what you describe very much sounds like 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 that. Uh, where so someone may say they may yell out and they say, "Oh man, this is crack, man." Exactly. This place is like this. This place is, is crack. Yes. I'm having a crack in good time. I'm, man. I don't know. Crack on, brother. <laughs> I don't know oh, how how that translates. Show me your crack, man. Right. It's like, like, it's like, dude, I can see your crack. Like John. Uh, like Dan Aykroyd in the. Uh, you'll have to include the clip of the Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi Saturday Night Live when Aykroyd is playing the refrigerator repairman. And is fixing the refrigerator and is showing the crack of his ass. It's got about a six inch fucking extension. It's 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 very funny. That's it's very good old SNL, yes. 
If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm, or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.